Hello, everybody. This is Friday, February 16th, 2018, and we're in the Novel Ideas discussion group, and tonight we are discussing Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. So let's begin like we usually do and see what everybody thought. Randy, can you go over some of the characters? It's been a, several weeks since we read it. And hi, Marsha. How you doing? Um, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, the kids were real Clark, um, Fern, Camille, and Gabian. And Queenie was their mother, and Briny was the father. Um, Silas was the boy who came on to the boat. Their friend, and the name's escaping me right now, but there was a, a friend of the father's who was also on the river and he had Silas with him and Silas helped Silas stayed with the others while their mother, while their father took their mother to the hospital with the other friend in the boat, in his boat. And Georgia Tan was the woman who showed up with the police and kidnapped the kids. Mrs. Murphy was the one, the woman who ran the so-called home, more like the torture chamber. Um, And there were other characters there, maids and the one maintenance guy, supposedly, who was horrible, too. Um, and Fern, Fern's name was eventually changed to Beth, and real was May. And then there was Avery and... Her grandmother was Grandma Judy. Um, Her father was the senator. Um, And I think Avery's fiancé, I think, was Elliot. And then Trent was, oh, and Stevie was one of the little boy that was, became friends with Real and the others in the home. And he actually ended up, his name was changed to Trent later. Um... I know there are other people. Well, this this is very fresh to me. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm still reading it. <clears throat> I started reading it. Actually, I tried to read it last night and kept falling asleep, so I started it over this afternoon. So I am... I am uh, probably not halfway through, but I really like the book. Um, and as you, as I may, as I can remind you again, spoilers don't bother me. So, uh, it's nice to, nice to find out that, uh, Stevie actually becomes, I imagine, Trent the first, Grandpa. So, um, and I was on the phone for part of that, but it, uh, but I think you got the characters pretty much right. So, like I said, it's very fresh in my mind, but I really do like the book so far. Randy, there, there's only one. You are great. I couldn't do all that. Uh, Turner, the realtor, who becomes um, 
Avery, you know, you, you think by the end that they're going to get married. Um, I, I, let me just start generally. I thought the book was terrific, uh, but I didn't uh, understand how um, Mrs. Tams or whoever could kidnap these kids. And the police didn't do anything. I didn't understand until we went further along. And uh, Georgia was in everything, the Rotary Club, the Lions Club, the Police Association, they all knew her. And this was 19, remember, the 30s, it, the 30s you know. Um, so it, I guess it could she happen. Even, Go she ahead. Even, she even consulted with Eleanor Roosevelt. Right. I mean, and, she uh, was famous. She consulted you know, with Eleanor Roosevelt and was considered an expert in child care. I'm amazed that the health department didn't go through there every day, but many, many times. But when they did, she covered up. But it was a fantastic book. It was, I guess, is it called fiction based on truth or something? Uh, I don't know, but I truly enjoyed it. Let's see what people say about it, and we'll get into into the plot and stuff. Thank you. I really liked the book. It was one, one or two uh, of my favorite books from last year. It's been... A long time since I read it, and I've forgotten some of some of the names, but so I apologize for that. But I, I thought the writing was very exceptional and inviting. I also thought it was pretty neat the way we had two stories going on in parallel, both both back and forth, and uh, the, they were weaved together really well at the end of the book there. And there were some surprises for me. I'll mention one thing really quick. There was Grandma, and she was in uh, assisted living at home. And um, she uh, was real, seemed really old to me and everything. And uh, there in that system, he, she may not make it. And she had a little trouble with her memory and everything. And then at the, final, uh, at the end of the book, I found out, Grandma, my same age. Um, if you Google Georgia Tan, T is in Thomas, A, double N is in Nancy, or if you look on YouTube, there are a lot of videos and there's a lot of information up there about the Tennessee Children's Home scandal. There's even a movie that Carol Burnett starred in and or no, not Carol Burnett Mary Tyler Moore starred in about this and there are documentaries on it this actually started out in 1920 in the ni- 1929 I believe and no one <clears throat> investigated until 1950 and she died just before the report was to be released so it went on for years and there's a lot of I didn't know anything about it myself and then I looked it up and it just was so sad it just blew me away but yeah this is based on fact it's fiction but it's based on on fact and let me just add I wonder we went here from Alan too but um, movie stars went to Georgia for kids. Um, uh, uh, Joan Crawford, June Allison, of course, uh, Dick Powell. Um, he married her, didn't he, originally? Yeah. I think so, somewhere along the way. And um, uh, Dick Powell, I mean, do I have? No, I have. I don't want to get into the other. Dorothy Kilgallen, that's another one. Uh, but anyway, I mean, movie stars winter. And I wondered, when, as I read, why would they not investigate her and really get into it? Well, because the top politicians in Tennessee were right up to their neck in it, and they, you know, they were very glad when she died. They they had indicted her, but they were glad when she died because they said, "Close it, close it down." The investigator, remember, couldn't get anywhere. Let me say something. It seems like this woman, this uh, Tam, Georgia. This, Georgia Tam, was very good at networking and trying yeah. to, you know, selling the kids and everything like that, and talking to people. And, I mean, if she had been able to con- convince Eleanor Roosevelt that she was this expert on adoption and how wonderful these children would be and the way they, she had her portrayed as, you know, calling them rugrats and scandalous. 
scaling, you know, names and things. That um, that would, to me, I mean, it it and, and the author is very um, gives some websites in the uh, author's note yeah. as to where you can find information about what was actually going on, and there there are several websites that she gave. Okay. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this book. I, I thought it was very, very well done, and uh, I really, I really liked the way they they almost made it a detective story. And I, I liked the uh, the Avery character, and, and I and I even enjoyed a little bit of romance they put in there between her and and Trent. But uh, uh, it just did such an excellent job of 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 going back and looking at this, uh, you know, via her grandmother and. Uh, uh, her grandmother's uh, family of origin and stuff, and uh, uh, I, I've, I've down. I, I went out to Bookshare and got that. Book. You know, I listened to the, uh, uh, you know, at the end where there was the author's notes and stuff, and I got that book uh, called The Baby Thief. That's about. It's a nonfiction book about Georgia Tan and stuff. I lived in Memphis like 30 years, and I, and I never had heard of any of this stuff. So, uh, but. Uh, uh, you know, I lived a good, a, you know, a, a good year, a good, good many years after it all happened. But still, uh, this, this, how folks with money and power and stuff have a different set of rules that apply to them and, and get and get away with uh, uh, murder and more. So, uh, uh, but uh, thank, thank, I really enjoyed it. I just can't get over the <clears throat> the appalling conditions that these kids existed in. I won't even say lived. Because, uh, you know, e- e- just eating mush twice a day, a little bowl of mush, that's all they had in the, in the filthy, filthy conditions. And uh, I-, I don't know how a woman who claimed, well, she, she was doing it for the money, obviously. Um, but I don't know how she could, she could let growing children exist in such appalling conditions as those were. We have to remember this was back in 1939, and I think uh, we've come a long way since then. I'm not sure that that could happen today, but maybe it does, and I just don't know know about it. I hope I hope that it doesn't. But I like Avery. I thought she was very uh, likable. She she. Uh, wanted to know about her family's history. She thought she was going to be the next senator, too, after a little after her father finishes this last term and everything. And she went investigating, knowing that what she found might hurt her father's political career. So I thought that was kind of courageous. Yeah, uh, probably one of the, there are two, well, maybe more, but two parts that were high marks for me. And uh, one of them, of course, was when Georgia and Mrs. Murphy had real in the hotel room. And this guy, stranger, comes in and you think, oh, no, is he going to put her to make a sex slave out of her? Is he going to rape her right in the hotel room? And he proved to be a decent man. He wanted his wife to have another baby. She'd lost babies and. They took her home and adopted her, and I think Fern went with him. Didn't Fern? They got Fern into, and I, they were a fine couple. You know, they ran away, uh, real to go to the river uh, because Silas, you know, helped them and all that. But um, you know, remember, real wanted to find her father. I think Briny, right? Yeah. And uh, he was a mess. He was he was not in good shape when they found him. And the other one was the um, interesting to keep this secret. The mother was much, the father, the senator said when he heard about it in that old house, let me think about this. And the mother said, why don't we just ignore it and go on to our blue blood, you know, family, just keep going. That was her position to keep the southern, you know, the old traditions, the rich, wealthy. It's not just southern. It's, it could be in New England or California, the wealthy lines going. And, um, and uh, I think Avery understood that just whatever you do. Let's get these sisters together. You know, uh, Grandma Judy's got Alzheimer's or whatever she's got, and uh, but uh, May or Rilla, real um, can um, help her, and they'd be together. And it, it was beautiful when they were walking around the uh, the home there in the park or whatever it was. It was really great, 
And uh, she got that happy. I think the senator covered up, though. He did not want to show that the grandmother, Grandma, Grandma Judy, was a river uh, gypsy or whatever they call them. And uh, they keep the secret. Well, they really put, uh, they really put uh, the, uh, what was his name? I don't Never know. Mind. I, 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 I don't remember. So. Okay, we'll come back. Yeah. Okay. They, the couple had adopted, they already had Fern, and she was so upset because she wanted Real there, and they went and got her. And I see Carla's here, and she hasn't been able to get in yet, so let's see what Carla has to say. Well, I'm lucky I got in the room tonight with this computer. I'm still not settled in with Windows 10 and JAWS. But anyhow, um, I'm glad I stuck with this book because I really turned out to like it. You know, it was at first it was hard, and I remember Randy or somebody saying, "Don't give up on it. Stick with this book. It's worth it." And I, I kept on going, and I'm glad I did. But the thing that stuck out, and, and there were a lot of things in this book that just pulled at my heartstrings. And the one um, that really got to me was the cruelty, the, the man's inhumanity to man, the cruelty to those children, just treating them like commodities, tearing apart siblings. And one of the poignant scenes for me is when, you know, Gaby and the little boy, the little two-year-old baby that, um, you know, he, um, he wasn't going back to the Murphy's house with them. And, you know, they, they were keeping him and, um, you know, they... <laughs> I mean, that was just tearing me apart because I thought, um, how, how can they do that? Break up siblings like that. And then the disappearance of Camellia and just um, all of those things. And I, too, Bob, thought, uh-oh, when, they, when she was sitting on the, in the hotel room in the bedroom, I thought, oh, no, this, this man's going to do her bad. And he turned out to be one of the best characters in the book. And then, um, I don't know, the other thing that, that really... Um, that stuck in my mind is um, the thing, the way things were going on in the nursing home. How um, you know May was there. How, how um, you know just how the two of them got together and walked in the garden and they retraced their steps. And it was sort of symbolic when the when the um, Arcadia caught on fire that. Um, it was like burning the bridges to real. It was like, um, you know, you know, her whole past had just sort of gone up in flames, and the only way she could go was forward. And I was so glad that the Sevillers took her back. And and I also thought the narration was really good. Um, you know, real. Um, I, I just liked the way she talked. They made her sound like her age, and they they did a really good job with that. Yeah, I like the narration very much too. And uh, when Avery and, uh, oh, what was his name? I can't think of it, and I had it on my mind just now, too. But anyway, when they first got together, and uh, she was trying to get him to go down and look for, for something, as soon as they got together, I knew, I knew that at the end of this book that they would have to get together because of the way their eyes locked and everything and the way the author talked about their interaction one with the, with the other. So I knew that. But there were a lot of mysteries or uh, unknowables to me until right toward the end. But that one, I figured out. I said, these two have got to get, back to get, got to get together. Uh, LaDon, you'll be proud of me. I'm getting better. I figured that out, too. I said, they're going to get married or whatever's going to happen. And Elliot was, he didn't want to marry her. It was just a family thing. And, the, and Elliot's mother was awful, you know. And uh, Elliot was just, you know, well, man, wedding? Oh, yeah, well, I'm pretty busy. I've got to go here, there, and everywhere. And, uh, and he accepted it. Oh, and which, then he finally blew it by getting, uh, really criticizing Grandma Judy. Well, that was not a good move. Yeah, that was not yeah. a good move no. for him. But she also told him, and he accepted it. Okay, but he, he shouldn't have criticized Grandma Judy. Yeah, that was not good. I had the same thought, too, when we were always in the hotel room. I thought that um, Sevier, Mr. Sevier, was going to do something to her, too. And, yeah, I knew that she wasn't going to marry Elliot. I just, I knew that. There was no way she could have. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really much care for the for the the female characters coming from uh, 
Avery's Avery's uh, uh, the the rich side of the family. I mean, when her mother was Honeybee, I didn't, I didn't really care for her that much. And then uh, who was going to be her future mother-in-law? Bitsy was is that right? Elliot's mom. I didn't much care for her either. Although uh, uh, May, I loved. I mean, she, she was great. I mean, of course, none, none of them could could compare with her because. Uh, uh, she was she was such a good character, and I just I really liked the way they portrayed her. And she had been through so much, but uh, uh, I, I I just didn't. I, I was so glad when she finally when Avery finally realized that Elliot Elliot wasn't the guy, and that uh, that, uh, that she finally woke up and you know and, and knew that she's gonna have to get with Trent because I really I really liked him. He was a good guy, and I love his little boy. He was so cute. Yeah, Honeybee was a mystery to me. I must have missed something in the first of the book because I'm reading along and Honeybee does this or says that or something else. And who the heck is Honeybee? And then it wasn't toward the end of the book. I found out she's her mother. (laughs) That's funny. The PR lady was too much shoot for the senator. I don't remember her name, but she was awful. The PR lady for the senator and uh, so forth. And they didn't want Avery at all going to that rest home, you know. And uh, think of the people in these homes, which really have something to say about history, about their lives, if we just sit and listen to them, you know. They they really have something to say, but the the, the staff is underpaid, they're undermanned or whatever, they don't have time. Or I say talk, baby talk to them, and May wasn't going to take that. But May May was a key person there, and Judy finally showing her photographs and talking to her step by step was starting to get got the information. And then remember when I thought it was great where she drove her to the old house. She surprised her. She says, "Where are we going?" You know. Oh well, I want you to. It's a surprise. And and she she and uh, and I think Trent Turner was following her, and they they go up there and take take her up there. I thought that was. uh, that was the way to do it. How do we tell everybody? But again, Honeybee said, let's forget about it and go on with our lives. You know, <laughs> she was a cold lady. That was my favorite scene in the book when one of them, when she, when Avery took May and took her to the house and and she got to see her sister and they had a chance to be together, and I, that was my fav- one of my favorite scenes. The other one was when May was, she came back to the Sevier's and realized that they really did love her and that they wanted to adopt her as well, and she got to um, develop her musical talent and everything. One thing I didn't understand is Sonny B didn't want uh, Avery to look back at the, their family history because they thought it would uh, hurt the political, her father's political career. And I kept, couldn't under, quite understand that. Uh, how could the fact that uh, two generations back your family lived on the river, how could that ruin today's uh, political career, because maybe I don't understand that stuff, but uh, that was, that kept bothering me. How how could that? How could anybody think that my great grandmother or somebody, you know, was something, and that ruins my life? You know, you're a good guy, Ladon, because you're not, you wouldn't do that. But um, now with social media, it would very much hurt a senator or, or something like that. Uh, I wouldn't care if she was a river gypsy or whatever she was. I, in fact, she's to be commended for lifting herself and going uh, into life, you know, and so forth. I wanted to ask you, if I don't sneeze first, I wanted to ask you, why didn't the sisters say, hey, guys, out of the pool, we're all sisters. They Remember, they had their holiday. And they sneak. used to have them all the time, and they kept it secret. I know. I'm asking, yeah. why keep the secret? Why not? have a big party, get all the family. They said because it would ruin everybody's life. I'm not sure it would. I mean, Fern, was it, who was the doctor? Was that Fern? No, I mean, Fern, they, they're Fern in, is. well, okay, but May was in the in a band, a, very successful. Uh, they were not, a, and Judy was, Judy was uh, grandma that started the family with the, the grandfather there. Mm-hmm. Um, why the secret? Can you explain that to me? 
No, I can't explain it, but uh, I, I mean, it, it, it kept the story alive. But uh, I'm kind of like you. I, I would have thought something like that would have been shared. But uh, I guess they, they didn't want to disrupt, like they said, they didn't want to. Uh, however, they thought that it might disrupt their, their families. Uh, 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 I'm not sure it would have, but uh, th- that's the excuse they gave. I want you all to refresh my memory on, on Hootsie, because Hootsie was there at the end. And wasn't she the daughter of the woman that used to to uh to housekeep for the the seven years is that, is that right i can't i can't remember her mother's name but i think i think i've got that right yeah i think the mother's name was suma and i think she was i think it was suma something like that and she was the cook and that's who hootsie was and um she never really cared for um uh, may you know what i mean they they, they seem to um, clash, and uh, you know, she just treated her like like dirt. Um, and um, the only thing that I can think of an answer to your question about um, why the, the father, or why they didn't want this to come to life, that they were afraid it might ruin them uh, politically, is because maybe when they started digging and bringing out the dirt on the home and. And, you know, different things like that. And that maybe they were afraid that they'd find that somehow there was more than um, um, honorable involvement on the part of the family with that. Um, you know, maybe they were afraid it was going to uncover some sort of a scandal. And um, I don't know, maybe that's even why um, the public relations person didn't even want um, Avery to look into the home because um, she thought that, you know, maybe something, you know, if you dig out too much dirt that it was going to hurt someone along the way and maybe um, bring out something that um, could could hurt politically. Yeah, you're probably right, Carla. Now again with social media, it's even worse. You you're just have no private life. One, one of the things, too, that they, they all went to that appearance at the home is because he was involved in the scandal of um, not treating people o- older that people well yeah. and, and not paying for care and things like that. And I don't know that it was true, but he was being accused of it by his uh, opponents. His opponents, And that's why they made that stop at the, at the place and, and by they all went in, and but he didn't. They didn't go on to bring too much. I, I assume he kind of got through that uh, that whole thing about the uh, scandal, but they didn't really say. I mean. It might have been because of the scandal, the hum, and maybe they didn't want anybody to know. Too that they were, they had been river gypsies at one time, and maybe there was some, um, some embarrassment or shame in everything that they they had been part of that scandal, and I don't know. Well, I think uh, we don't know, but I think also that the uh, the. People in, um, I assume the senator was it? Oh, maybe it was South Carolina. They lived by then, didn't they? But anyway, um, a lot of powerful people were involved. They adopted children from Georgia, Tan, uh, and all. They they were involved. And they would have they would have tried to defeat the senator uh, yeah. with that also they, quietly. They, they'd say, let's let's get him out of there. Let's beat him uh, because he wants to open this up. You know, had he not made it a secret, had he said, all right, I'm, I'm investigating this Georgia Tan and all this stuff, you know. Uh, but uh, so they, they wanted to keep, and certainly the PR staff would have said, the lady would have said, do not mention a word here. I have a, another follow-up question. I know uh, Avery's grandmother, uh, Judy, was one of the twins that supposedly had been stillborn at the beginning when Queenie was having those labor difficulties and stuff. Did did they say whether the other twin had been adopted out or whether the other twin did actually die, or did they just leave us hanging on that? And then I, I, I know Camille, Camilla, whatever her name was, must have been killed at that Ms. Murphy's place. Uh, uh, but uh, did, did, did they ever, were they ever definitive on that too? 
Thanks. I believe the other one died. Uh, somebody help me. I'm just having a mental block here. What was the main little girl's name, the oldest little girl? What was her name? Well, is it real? Which later became May. Is that right? Yeah. But Camellia was really feisty. She, they killed her. She was, she was a troublemaker, a wonderful person. I, I thought she would make it with a real, you know, they'd get away. And, uh, but I was impressed with real trying to help the babies, you know, like Stevie and people like that. I, I figured Stevie had had it. And then to find out he's the grandfather and he survived. And then they all got together. I probably could believe that somehow they'd find each other with Google or whatever they do. Uh, they, the sisters all found each other, and that was that was beautiful. I thought one of the interesting points in the books, or segments of the book, was when Rio went back uh, to try to find her houseboat. And when she got there, it was all abandoned because the father just about lost his uh, mind, lost his daughter, children, lost his wife, and lost everything. And he went off and became a drunk, and then the boat was about there to sink. And she met with her uh, boyfriend, what, what was like her boyfriend, the boy that helped her and liked her back then. And then uh, they had to get back in the boat and go back up the back up the river. And I wondered, how in the world could they find their way around on the big river like that and find back? And then she was accepted back. I thought, I thought that was good. Uh, Cyrus knew the river, and the, the other guy, I can't remember. There was a girl named Arnie. And they remember, I remember Arnie. Arnie, she was always in Arnie knew the river, too. But her name was Arnell, and yeah. she was always yeah. acting like a, and they, know, they, a boy. And they convinced Arnell to go with them. Remember, she wanted She said, I hate to leave my brother and my family. Uh, and they and and doesn't yeah. she marry later somebody? She what? Uh, yeah. I, I, First, she wanted to go back to her family. Remember for a yeah. while, and they talked her out of that. They said you can't do that, you know. And uh, but Arnie was very practical, very good person. She was like a boy, one of the, one of the boys. Uh, she says, "Well, I'm not I'm not a boy. I'm, I'm a girl." Yeah. But the father, who was a jerk, and uh, the brothers said, "You'll do better being a boy." with what we're doing. I'll tell you one of my real favorite parts of the, uh, one of my favorite scenes is when uh, Mr. Sevier was um, working with Rill and, you know, when she went into, you know, his studio and was playing the piano and how he came in and sort of put his hands on hers and um, played on one side of the piano and let her play. And I, I felt so sad when she she ran away and went up in her room and, locked herself in the closet because she kept on thinking about that um, you know that janitor that you know what um, you know what what he did to her and um, you know I, I, and so um, you know it, it, she kept on having that those flashbacks and, and that really that ruined it for her in a lot of ways because it was very difficult to trust and one thing when you are bullied it is very difficult to trust after something like that happens to you psychologically it's almost impossible to trust people the way that you should and that can get in the way of relationships well I, I want to say the Seviers were amazing because they moved they were afraid of Georgia Tan you know, she was putting a lot of pressure on them for more money and all kinds of stuff and they moved to uh, an aunt's and that's where the cook came in, I think, right? Is that my correct? With them, where she got to know of them. And then, of course, she she liked um, May. They they fought. Yes, you're right. But they really respected one another. She and her son took care of that old house, remember? And uh, when May came, they, oh, you've been talking to whatever her name is, Sibby or whatever. And uh, But the, I think they re- really respected each other. But their fight between them, yes, they did. Yeah, Georgia wanted to take them away from the Sevier's. She wanted to take May and Fern away from them, so they moved to keep them. I love that, too. And, yeah, I love the scene when he was playing the piano with her, too. I thought that was very good. I I really think what Georgia wanted was more money from him. She just wanted to extort more funds out of him because she was a low-life crook. The, the sad part was when George, when Georgia visited the mother, the mother was hysterical. I felt bad because she was vulnerable anyway. She lost babies, and uh, these girls were her whole world. And Georgia, she wanted more money, as Alan said. 
Yeah, that Georgia, well, she was extremely evil, wasn't she? Uh, and I think that's what she was doing. She's just trying to pump more money, getting a, getting another little few dollars here and there, just like she do. But I, I, I guess that, that person was uh, based on a real person, wasn't it? I didn't hear that the Georgia Tan certainly was a real person. The other ones, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Who, 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 who did you mention there, Ladon? Another character? Oh, that was just Georgia I was talking about. Yeah, that's based on a real person. Yeah, she was evil. It was just horrible, the things that she did. And the fact that it went on for so long. And I thought it was so great that Stevie, who later became the first trans, did all the work he did to try to find people and reunite families. I just thought that was so neat that he did that. And he helped the sisters find each other and so they could have their sister's day. I don't know. And this book, in some ways, it, it depressed me because um, it just showed me what greed can do to people. Uh, that greed can, and, and not that I didn't know that, but it just sort of spelled it out even more that, it, you know, greed can drive you to be inhumane and to, to people, to, uh, to be cruel, to do things that are really unethical. And to kill, and um, I I can't imagine myself. I, I can't imagine having that kind of that kind of greed. I mean, to me, everybody's a divine being, and you can't just go around mistreating anybody. And I, I just don't. I guess some of these ideas are just so foreign to me, and yet, um, you know, I, I've experienced a lot of, of bullying that. Um, and I've, I've said over and over again, um, bullying and cruelty when you're a child um, can can really affect you for life. It it it, ha- it it has an effect on you that cannot you cannot shake, no matter how hard you try. And it has some very adverse effects on your relationships and the ways you deal with people. And and so, but um, a lot of that went on at that home. One of the things that. Uh, really um, put me on edge and worried me was when the janitor, they were down in the basement, and the janitor kept coming every night, giving them candy and thing. I said, this is not going to turn out good. And so I worried about that. And she did escape, escape that. You need to keep reading the book. It has a nice uplifting ending, I think. Uh, Brandy, I'm going to yield to Linda, who's here. Welcome. And uh, if we could back away and let her, let her, I want to hear what she thinks about the book. I know we all do. Hello, Linda. After that great introduction, where are you? Here I am. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I like the book. And yes, it was, it was hard at times to read. But um, <laughs> the ending was good and very uplifting, like you said. And I, too, worried about that janitor coming in all the time. I thought, oh, dear, how is this going to end up? I was thinking maybe one of the girls, I, I, I really wasn't sure. But <clears throat> it, it did, um, it, it, it did show how things can be. Um, and I'm just glad that it ended as it did, and I, I don't know how anybody can survive something like that. But they, you know, when you're strong, you you do survive it somehow. Well, that, the janitor did get to to Camelia or, or Amelia or whatever her name was, and then uh, uh, and, and then 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 they went on to kill her. So uh, uh, that, that, that was that, that was horrific. I did read to the end of the book, and I do agree that the ending was very uplifting. But there were a lot of difficult, uh, difficult parts in there. Uh, but again, I'm really glad that I stuck with this book. Uh, and, and I wonder, 
I wonder if there's going to be or if there has ever been a sequel uh, to follow up on some of these these personages, these uh, characters in the book that we've come to know and love. I read another book by this Lisa Lisa Wingate, but it was not a sequel. It was about a woman who had been trained as a uh, a ballet dancer and had been injured and had to take up a new career and was going to, was taking uh, the children, teaching them dance and things like that in in school, but it turned out to be a very good book. Boring. No, you don't know. which one was that reviewing? Because I have a bunch of Lisa Wingate books in my wish list on Audible. Because I, after I read this book, I wanted to read more by her. Okay, the, go. The Drenched Heart, I think was the name of the book I was... What know, is it? The Drenched Heart. Boring. No, it's a good book. Because okay. it talks, you know, it tells about how she's... Um, okay, about various things that are happening, and, and, and it, it gets a, you know, and they always have like a, okay. a, a part where it's, The what? I couldn't catch the title. Yeah, spell that word you're saying before heart, because it sounds like you're saying drenched. Go. Uh, D-R-E-N-C-H-E-D. Drenched. And cart? Heart. H-E-A-R-T. Oh, the drenched heart. Boy. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, hon. I, got, I didn't hear it either, but I, I, don't, I won't read it, so I didn't care. Well, why? It Boring. No. Never judge a book by its cover. <laughs> but I am going to look for that. Anyway. Oh, it sounded like you were saying drenched because you were saying drenched. Okay, well, thank, thank you for spelling it. I thought she was saying French. So did I. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty scary, Randy, when you and I think we hear the same thing. I couldn't hear it either, and I'm sitting right here. My hearing aids let me down. But it's the drenched heart. I thought it was cart. What do I know? I thought the riverboat scenes in the beginning were very well done. It was just so well written, and I just I felt like I was there on the boat. And when they describe when when May and um, Judy described life on the boat later, it just it sounded like it was such a fun life. Although it was tough, but they made it sound like it was a perfect childhood until. Until they, um, at least May, May made it sound like it was a perfect childhood until the kidnapping. But Judy never actually got to experience it. Yeah, I, well, I enjoyed those things. I lived in Memphis for 30 years, so, I mean, you know, I, I, I knew Mud Island and, and, and all those different places they were, they were talking about. So uh, that, uh, that, that, was kind of, that was kind of fun. And then... Uh, I was telling Bob and Ladon before everybody else got in today uh, that uh, uh, my my sister-in-law's dad has a lady friend that he's been dating for t- two or three years, and I need to find out if she's got any uh, any relatives in Memphis from from that area because her last name is Tan T A N N spelled the same way. So uh, uh, if I go missing, y'all y'all know what happened. Right, Alan. That's <laughs> you go missing. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, now I forgot what I was going to say. It probably wasn't important. But, uh, uh, yeah, certainly, uh, I can't think of it. Sorry. Yeah, life on the boat there in the beginning, uh, they were poor, but they were a happy family. And they were expecting another baby, and they got in the boat, and they're going to go to the hospital, and everything is just joyful. The kids are just waiting. They're parents would be back with the new baby pretty soon it was pretty idyllic until the parents didn't come back with the baby yeah it was really something how these kids just disappeared and and she was able to georgia tan was able to just go in there and do this and the police and everyone just went along with it it was 
and they said they've been watching them for they've been watching the boat for a long time so they knew that the kids would be alone and they could just swoop in and haul them off actually i think the police helped help round up those kids didn't they they did what they helped round up the kids oh absolutely and what i want to know is didn't the doctor tell briny or queenie queenie dies we know but briny that the that the kids died the twins is that how is that how they would it, were able to take them take uh, one of the twins whoever it was Anga, stop it um who was the one twin that got that made it i don't remember now <laughs> anyway i mean it wasn't always georgia but because briny was there if queenie was too weak he wouldn't sign the kids away but if they said they both died what are yeah, you going to do you know but you think that briny okay. might want to see them are you their bodies or something? I don't know, but Briny wasn't wasn't the swiftest guy. It seemed like. Yeah, that was that was Judy. That was Ivy's grandmother. Was the twin that 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 got stolen that uh, uh, right after the birth. Yeah, they fooled him. They had him sign a contract where his the hospitalization and everything be paid for if he'd just signed this paper. And he signed that paper so that uh, they could be in the hospital there. And then that, they uh, stilled uh, Judy away. And then they went back and got the other kids because he had signed them away. Yeah, and, and she had people working for her, that Georgia Tan. So, yeah, she may not have physically done it herself sometimes, but she had people do it for her. Well, I don't remember this. I'm blanking. Did Briny, could he read? Did he read the contract? I don't know that he could read that well, if he could read. But the other one, too, was... Um, Mrs. Sevier, when her baby, when she had, she miscarried or the baby was stillborn, whatever happened there, that doctor said, I know a woman in Memphis. And and so that's how they ended up getting Fern and May. Okay, thank you. I do remember better there. Yes, I do and it was masterful how Judy doesn't come up. It would have ruined the whole story had yeah. Judy been involved and not until the end. She's Grandma Judy. Her place, assisted living place there seemed to be pretty nice, though, huh? What do you think? I like that. I liked how they were able to to put them both together in the same place, separate wings, and they didn't tell them, they didn't tell anybody there that they were sisters. They just... She may would just go and get Judy and say, I'm taking my friend outside or taking her to get a haircut, whatever. And that, that place was really a nice place. That was one of the nice things about the book and the uplifting things where the sisters got together and they live out their last days together. And then, of course, Avery ended up with... Uh, uh, not not being a politician, not being a mean politician, but going off and living a, a quiet life. I liked how she changed career paths, too. She was still a lawyer, but she wasn't the prosecutor. She was working for the people who really needed her help, and it was it fit her better than the job she had had. You could see her change too, Avery. And it was just, it was just really neat to see that. Well, it's almost 10 o'clock. Does anybody have anything they want to add? And if not, we can talk about next month's book. I know Bob and Ruthie, you won't be here. Okay, well, next month I thought we do another book by Ronald Balson. If you remember, he's the one who wrote Once We Were Brothers. He has a couple other books out involving the same characters. And the one that I thought we could do next month is Carolina's Twins. It's K-A-R-O-L-I-N-A. And it's DB89615. I 
I'm gonna let me verify that. Hold on. Yeah, it's eight nine six one five. Um, and it's it's it involves the Catherine Lockhart Liam Taggart, the the couple from Once We Were Brothers, and they're asked to investigate. Catherine Lockhart is asked to investigate and find um, Carolina's twins. And it, it's another Holocaust story. Very good. To me, it's just as good as Once We Were Brothers. What's the name of the book? Could you spell it? Carolina's Twins. K A R. O-L-I-N-A, apostrophe S, twins. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I very much enjoyed Once We Were Brothers, so uh, uh, I'll grab it as soon as Barr gets back up again. Let me uh, urge before we close here, uh, Ruthann and I will be out on vacation, and uh, Alan, I'll I'll write you a note, but uh, if, if you could back up or host, you're responsible for recording your program programs and i'm going around as i attend these and telling people we're going to be gone from the 10th to the 20th so we'll miss carolina's twins which is a wonderful book and we've read it and it's terrific carolina yeah um and um so we'll you know get them all ready later uh and put them in my dropbox folder alan knows how to do that and ken and uh we'll cover but when we get home okay so that's where we are and now randy a great discussion Thanks, Bob. Um, this book is available on Audible too, Alan, and that's actually the version that Bard uses. So, and my only complaint about this book is that the same reader doesn't read this book. I read once. I like the reader for Once We Were Brothers. This one's good, but I liked that one better. So. But that's just me. But it is, it 